it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. Shakes off a couple of pitches, now ready, and fires at a curve, freezes Otani. He's got a look at How about that performance by Zach Jackson? Ward pops up on one pitch, then he strikes out Trout and Otani standing by the side of the road. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. And the number is 833-625-2278. That's 833 833- 625-2278. Tough loss for the Athletics tonight. Two to one. But it was Miller squared. Wow, Ken Korak. If this is something we see a lot of in the future, what a duel it could be. I mean, obviously coming in, Bryce Miller was at a Texas AM, considered considered a top 100 prospect. He was ranked number 88 by MLB.com. Mason Miller, we have already seen how spectacular he can be. Both these young pitchers were absolutely incredible tonight. Uh, Miller with 10 strikeouts, that would be their Miller, Bryce Miller. Uh, And then Mason Miller with six punch outs. You just saw some great young pitching tonight out on the mound. Phenomenal, as you said, and as we said during the broadcast, it's not going to be the first time these two guys match up in the American League West, and even though you're only playing 13 games instead of 19 in your own division now, Chris, and I think this is a matchup that we're going to see several times over the years. Yeah, they were both great. I mean, to think of Bryce Miller in his first start to be that poised to, you know, to be perfect for five and a third, and and Mason Miller, and, you know, you, you try to think back over the last several years, and when was the last time the A's called up a pitcher this electric? I mean, it's electric stuff. And I thought today was the first time we really saw him mix up his pitches. And maybe, I'm not sure that 100 pitches and 54 strikes is ideal, Chris, but I thought he mixed in the breaking ball a little more. His changeup wasn't so predictable because, as we saw in the Angels game last week, that it's great if you're throwing 101, but if you're just kind of pumping fastballs in there toward the outside corner, the Angels eventually were looking for that, and they went the other way against him in the first inning when they had uh, the four hits and the four runs. So I, I thought he did a great job along with Langoliers of, of mixing things up more tonight. And he was just great. I mean, the Mariners didn't really come close to a hit in the seven innings. The only thing that it looked, I mean, to me that was even close was Suarez ball in the second leading off when Nick Allen made a good backhand play on the rim of the outfield grass and threw him out. But beside that, they didn't, I don't, I'm not sure that they really centered any balls against him after that, Chris. And how how about this note on on Bryce Miller? 10 Ks and no walks in your debut all time. Johnny Cueto in 08 with the Reds and 2010, Steven Strasburg with the Nationals. So you just got to get an idea uh, of how good these two guys were tonight. But in the end, 
There's going to be people leaving the ballpark, and there's going to be people watching tonight, and there's going to be people listening, scratching their head, knowing that your pitcher through seven innings had a no-hitter, and you're going home with a 2-1 loss. Yeah, and there was no way he was going to throw more than seven, so we can put that aside. I don't think there was any question about that. I don't think it was a decision there as much as it was this was just what they were going to do. But, yeah, I mean, listen, they're 6-24. and 24. It's been a tough year offensively, Chris, and tonight was, again, one of those nights. But uh, at least we saw some great pitching tonight both ways. Great stuff. Have a good ride home. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, buddy. The number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Trust me, I know what you're thinking. I was thinking the same thing. I mean... It was good that this was a quick game, but, man, you're just looking at that going, wow. It's amazing how much the game of baseball has changed. And are they using science? Are there orthopedists? Are there orthopedic surgeons who are backing this? Is there any data that backs this? There was a very interesting tweet tonight about this game from somebody that we do bring on Ace Cast Live. And we looked at it and I kind of laughed. I mean, this 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 had potential for something really special tonight. And now everybody just seems to be on board. I'll talk a little bit more about next. The number 833-625-2278. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their easy news website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. Hey, Billy, this deck is great for getting everyone together. Thanks. We're really enjoying the outdoor space, especially on a day like today. What's the material? Humboldt Redwood from Ashby Lumber. They gave us a great deal, provided us with a quick quote, and we couldn't be happier. We even found a great contractor through their online contractor directory. Don't miss a day outdoors. Visit Ashby Lumber in Berkeley or Concord to see our stock of naturally strong, naturally beautiful Humboldt Redwood. Find out more at ashbylumber.com. For all your building needs, Ashby Lumber. Miller ready, the turn, here's the pitch. And that is a breaking ball. Ring him up at the knees on the outside corner. Perfect pitch. Halfway through our ball game, we're still looking for our first hit both ways. After four and a half, he is in the Mariners, no score. One and two. The pitch to Langoliers waved it down. He goes on a breaking ball. Amazing. Five perfect for Bryce Miller in his big league debut. And after five, no runs, no hits. A's and Mariners. This is A's Clubhouse. And the number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. Athletics with the loss, 2-1. to one. You know, when you think about Mason Miller and what he is able to do, 
the fact that when he was pitching in college, before they found out he had type 1 diabetes, he pitched at a certain velocity and learned how to pitch and learned how to utilize all his pitches before he ever had the plus-plus fastball. So he learned how to throw everything. He had to. He wasn't playing top college baseball. Had no clue. Trust me, if you're not if you're playing where he was playing, you can say you want to be in the big leagues. You could say that was your dream. But were you really thinking that? And all of a sudden they figure out that he has diabetes. They they Immediately, like they do with all diabetics, they they control the blood sugar or insulin, and it changes your life. And as he starts to put on the weight, we talked to him on Ace Cast Live. You can see the interview. It's still up on YouTube, on the A's YouTube channel. And as he gained weight, he gained velocity. As he gained strength, he gained velocity. And then all of a sudden, he's now throwing high 90s. But the thing is, he learned how to pitch before he had all of that. So it's like he learned how to do the job and then was given a gift a little bit later. Because the majority of the time, he's, he's an outlier. Because the majority of the time, you're just... I mean, let's face it, throwing 92 is still throwing pretty, pretty, I mean, you know, you're, you're throwing pretty hard. Especially if you're going to be pitching in, in, at this point as velocity has just soared through the years. If you're pitching at lower level college, you're still throwing pretty hard. But he learned the craft. So many guys who just have this God-given ability They just have this arm where they blow everybody away and just it's just amazing how they're lighting up they're lighting up the radar gun. And they just they're they're big the kryptonite, their big issue is always they don't throw strikes. When they do throw strikes, they blow you away. Now we did see how many walks have you have four walks tonight. Now obviously the walks, but that that's still you're gonna walk people. Not a ton. A ton of walks kill you. But you are going to walk some people. But for the most part, you see that what he has with his pitches and the the control that he has over his pitches. I mean, it's pretty, you know, slider, change, cutter. I mean, this guy's, I mean, it's, it's, it's very impressive. It's very impressive. And it's fun to watch. And, and it's going to be one of those when on the day he's pitching, it's going to be, as an ace fan, you know, even though no matter what's going on right now outside of the ballpark and all the drama, you're still going to want to watch him pitch because this is something special. It's absolutely a great story, and it's absolutely a, an electric arm. And you can't be more happy for this guy. He's a hell of a kid. And hopefully we're going to be able to see this for, for, for quite a while.
But tonight, you saw the no-hitter. I know what they're going to say. Uh, we, I, I, I looked down. Mark Kotze has spoken to the media. I saw that on NBC Sports California. We will play that for you tonight. But there just isn't a whole lot of science with this, this, this how we want guys to throw less than ever before. We want them to throw less often, and we want them to throw less pitches. And there is no data, there's no science, there's no, I'm still waiting for this big old piece from an orthopedic surgeon or somebody that's going to come out and say, yeah, this is the right way to do it. There's no proof. And more guys are getting hurt than ever before. They've even, and they keep trying to find out why. They keep trying to find out why, and they don't come up with the answers. They've even tried to come up recently going, well, the pitch timer, and you know what? There's no correlation. They say the thing that they're worried about with pitchers now, because let's face it, we're training guys not to throw a lot of pitches. We're training guys not to throw a lot. So what are they worried about? They're worried about Innings, there's an article in The Athletic about it. They're, they're worried about long innings. Long innings where you have a lot of pitches in that inning. That's what, they, that's what they worry about. But they have no evidence. There's no data behind this to prove it. I mean, if anything, the less they pitch and the more you want them to be at max effort, guys, it's not sustainable. We have pitchers now, this is no joke, that every single time they get on the mound, it is all about throwing to numbers. They have numbers that they want all their pitchers to be at. So they're constantly throwing to these numbers. We want these pitchers to be at their very best. We'll, we'll accept them pitching, pitching less volume, but we want them to constantly be as close to their very best as they possibly can be. That's why we accept. Guy through six innings, struck out 10, great, pull them. They're fine with that. Go to the bullpen. This is what they want. This is the kind of baseball. They don't want guys going deep into games. They're not worried about if a guy, I mean, we used to think 32, 33, maybe 34 starts. They're not even worried about that. But then once things start to go bad, they talk about, oh, our bullpen's burnt. We need more innings. Well, you've trained your starters not to go. And we've been following it in the minor leagues that year after year after year, the starters in the minor leagues go less and less and less. So if they're going, if we're training them to go less and less in the minor leagues, they're going to go less in the big leagues. I have no idea what Mason Miller's career is going to be. I don't know how great he's going to be. I, I don't know how long he's going to pitch. We have no idea. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't have a Mason Miller crystal ball. I know tonight the kid had seven innings of no-hit baseball. He had two more innings left. And you have no science and data to say by taking him out for those last two innings, you saved him from anything. You, you don't have that. You have nothing scientific. Was the doctor making that decision tonight? 
He may, will he, I believe he'll have a shot at something like this again, but we don't know. And I, and I often wonder, I'm like, well, let him do it. And if you're so freaked out about it, skip us. I mean, hopefully you win that game and you're six and you're seven and 23 and you just skip a start. Let him have some, let him have history. Let him have that moment. I mean, we have no idea. As Dusty Baker once said, coming back from prostate cancer, tomorrow is promised to nobody. Did he have to be? Did he have to be pulled? Well, he had to be pulled. Why? Why? Why, why did he have to be pulled? Are you? Can, can someone show me something? Some type of evidence? Any kind of evidence? Well, he hasn't thrown it a lot. He's been hurt in the past. You're dealing with human beings. Guys can, guys can, arms can go at any point. Body, any body part can go at any point. I don't know when the A's are going to be good again. I mean, I don't, I mean, saving guys. I mean, I, well, we mentioned it today. Remember how much you saved Sonny Gray back in the day? For what? What did you save Sonny Gray for? Which, by the way, congratulations to Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray is pitching great right now with far less velocity than he's ever had. He's pitching. He's not a thrower anymore. He's now pitching with far less velocity. Maybe teaching these kids how to pitch and allowing to pitch longer instead of expecting them to go out there and every single time they throw a baseball off a mound, it's at max effort. That's something that I would love to hear from an orthopedist. Is like when you try and maximize your movement, your biomet, your your biomechanics, and you try and maximize effort on every single time you throw your cutter, your slider, your curveball, your fastball. Every single time is max to the max. Is that why these guys are getting hurt? That's what I would like to know. Could he gone two more? I mean, may, I mean, if there's there, there's somebody out there that shows me, then I'd be like, well, okay, that's a great move. If you can show me something. Now, these guys can't throw 115, 120 pitches. It's weird. It's really weird where our game's going. And it's been going like this for years. And they look at you and... and they look at you, it's like, oh, you don't understand. You're the old man river. Old man river, huh? Well, if they had a bunch of data to back up this decision, but I don't know if they do. The number is 833-625-2278, but we do know this, seven innings, this kid is special. We don't know how long it's going to last. Let's enjoy it. Unfortunately, the A's with the loss, the number is 833-625-2278. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. The doctor will see you now. But do they really? Do they see you as a mother who's a daughter and a caregiver? Fearless, but sometimes fearful. A health nut with a French fry habit. An O-positive geologist named Patty, who's here today for a melanoma exam. At Kaiser Permanente, we believe the only way to care for all of you is by seeing all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. 
Baseball season is officially here, and there's no better time to build your collection of Topps trading cards. Topps packs feature everything from top stars, rookies, game-used memorabilia, and autographs from players around the league, as well as special inserts and surprises. Visit your local hobby shop, retailers, and Topps.com to collect the first product of the season, Topps Series 1 Baseball. Follow at Topps on social media to join the conversation and start sharing your collection today. Join First United Credit Union as they root on the A's to victory. First United Credit Union believes in being a good neighbor and supporting our local teams and local community. And for a limited time, you can earn $100 when you open a free checking account and use it. Use promo code ATHLETICS when you apply. Learn more at firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics or stop by a local branch. Insured by NCUA. Looking for a ride that's ecological and economical? Ask anyone who owns a Honda. Yeah, mileage is great in Honda cars. I feel like I can still go long distances without having to pay a fortune each time I go fill up my gas. So I do use the Honda as my commuter car, and it's really great because I only have to fill up once a week. From Accord and CRV hybrids to Civic and HRV, there's a fuel-efficient Honda that's right for you. See your NorCal Honda dealer now. For details, ask anyone who owns a Honda or visit NorCalHondaDealers.com. Not going to bit the other way with Ruiz toward right center. Here's the one strike pitch. Another slider, another wave and a miss. And Hernandez down to the count, nothing in two. This guy has struck out more than anybody in the American League. He's at 39 Ks now. Oh, and two the count. The sign by Langoliers, the wind and the 0-2 from Mason Miller. Swing and a miss. Got him on a slider, and it is seven no-hit innings for Mason Miller. One, two, three go the M's. He's retired the last 10 men he's faced. We stretch at the Coliseum, bottom of the seventh upcoming. A's lead Seattle one to nothing. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Tough night in the Bay Area as the Golden State Warriors have lost game one against the Lakers in their best of seven playoff series. Back and forth game, but the Lakers really got hot in the third quarter. And in the end, are able to bring it home. Long series, long way to go. And and always, when you just played game seven on the road, and then you start game one on the road of a series. But, hey, that's what happens when you're the sixth seed. No no, no one's going to apologize. No one's going to feel bad. But long series to go. Game one goes to the Lakers. Ryan Spader is a baseball analyst. We've had him on Ace Cast Live before. He's a great guest. Oh, yeah. Speaking of great guests. Our old friend Stephen Vogt is going to be on Ace Cast Live tomorrow, starting at 4 o'clock. I believe our first guest right out of the gate, Scott Emerson, the pitching coach of the Athletics. We'll have some interesting questions for him tomorrow just based on what what do we know? What, what can we produce? A lot of injuries. There's just so many injuries to pitchers. There, you know, there's theories. And not one of those theories, by the way, is that guys throw too much. Has anybody ever noticed that? You may not even pay attention. You may not care. 
He may maybe this is something, but I just for me as someone that really does care, I notice that all the different theories of Tommy Johns and why we have so many we it's never because guys throw too much. That's not why. You never hear that as a theory anymore. That was a theory years ago. Ah, you're burning the kid's arm out. He's pitching too much. That's what happened years ago in youth baseball. All the way through, really, you'd see it through college baseball. Like if you were the stud kid, they would just throw the, you know, you would throw so much. In high school, you're throwing every big game. Then you get into college, guys. I mean, those college pitchers from the 70s and the 80s would have huge numbers because they had unlimited games basically back then. And it wasn't until my era that they actually tapped how many games you could play. So there was always a, you're using the kid too much, you're burning his arm out. Well, now it's not even close to that. Now, the way they baby the arms. Stephen Vogt will be here, Ace Cast Live. Go to uh, check out our show, athletics.com slash Ace Cast to listen to it. To watch it, you can watch it on the A's YouTube channel, the A's Facebook page, or you can watch it on Twitter at AthleticsCast24. But Ryan Spader said this on Twitter. Because everybody now is just going to fall in line. I get it. It's going to be, oh, yeah, he was going to go seven. That was it. And everybody just goes, okay, we'll move on. Forget about history. Forget about what this could have meant for this kid's career. You know, to be able to say you threw a no-hitter in Major League Baseball. We're we're just all just going to – we're just going to accept seven and walk out of here. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. What happens tomorrow? Uh, Tomorrow, Kirby against Sears. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, 6.40 start, start time. Ryan Spader said, sorry, but taking a dude out with only 100 pitches and a no-hitter through seven when you're going to lose 120 games is the most beta move ever. He's an analytics guy. He's an analyst. He is a total numbers guy. He's an author, statistician. I'm just looking at all the stuff he calls himself. But he is a total data guy. And he calls it the most beta move ever. We said this, by the way, today in Ace Cast Live. I've kind of held back on this, but it is kind of what it is. And I and I can't hold it in. Everybody, we went through the Moneyball era, right? We went through Moneyball, the movie. It's great. This is great. Look, you know, they're doing things that no one else is doing. They're taking advantage of the market. They're, they're, they're finding the weak spots in the market. They're so smart. Well, what happens is, is everybody started doing it. And now everybody's got data. Now everybody's got whatever the data they're using. So they're basically all playing. They're all playing in the same sandbox now. So what? how that used to be looked at as that's out there, man, that's something new, that's creative. That horrible saying that came from Silicon Valley, thinking out of the box, well, that's now in the box. It's in the sandbox when everybody thinks the same. Everybody is doing everything the same. They build their teams the same. Everybody's running the same playbook. That's why we got everybody looking the same with 
with, with, with the three true outcomes. Home runs, walks, strikeouts. Everybody, everybody looked the same. 30 teams all doing the same thing, all running their teams the same way. Like, if you actually did stuff that was old school, you now would be unconventional. Like, if you did, like, like teams are, like, stealing bags, like, they were taking advantage of the new rules. Like, okay. But, like, everybody, like, we, we want to say that this world was all about the, okay, we're going to check the data. We're going to do this. We're gonna, well, now everybody does that. So, to be different from people, you'd have to go away from that. And trust me, if all you do now is do everything off the data, you're actually very conservative. You used to not be conservative. You were the you were the bright guy. You were the oh my god, what these guys are doing things that no one's ever. Now this is crazy. Well, that person who was crazy, and my god, you're the riverboat gambler, and you're doing all this with numbers. And no, that you're now the conservative group. They've actually addressed this a little bit on MLB Now, which has always been a, a data-driven show uh, hosted by Brian Kenny, uh, Brian, Brian Kenny on MLB Network. But even they've kind of started to mention, like, yeah, the stuff that we've always done, that's now what everybody does. That's now actually the conservative group. To basically make all these decisions based off, well, this is what the numbers say. Well, if everybody's numbers say the same thing and everybody pretty much is making the same moves, you're kind of like you're, you're the same as everybody on the, on the block. You're now the conservative group. You're making decisions based off the numbers that make you feel better. Like, I can live with making these decisions because this is what the numbers said. That's a conservative way about going about business. Let's go to the coach. Coach, you are on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hey, Tony, how you doing? Great. <laughs> I bet you are. Great. Well, I, I ain't you, coach. Credit. I could coach, I couldn't be better. <laughs> well, before I get started, you know I gotta say something negative about our owner who Decided to go watch a basketball game instead of watching his team. This, this guy's a disgrace. He's got to sell the team, leave him in town. But anyway, to the game. You know, I had no expectation they'd leave Miller in. Why would you think they would leave Miller in? I, I gave up on that about two, two, three years ago that they would leave a guy in. I was just glad they let him pitch seven. You know, throw a hundred pitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it is. I he pitched six innings. I know it. Baseball is six innings. But you know what the funny thing is, Coach, and and that's why it's like it's like it's not even ripping the A's. It's ripping all of baseball. Like you'll hear everybody go, "Oh God, you had to get him out." But then once the bullpen is is totally spent and your bullpen numbers are terrible, then they'll be like, "Man, we need more innings out of our starters." And you're like, "You you know what it reminds me of? You know this is what it reminds me of." When John Gruden traded Khalil Mack, who was the best pass rusher in the game, traded Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears, and two weeks later, in a press conference, goes, well, or it was three weeks, goes, you know, uh, finding a great pass rusher is really tough. Yeah. And everybody looked around and went, did he just say that? Did Did he? Like, everybody was, like, looking around going, are you serious? 
Oh, he was dead serious. He traded the number one pass rusher, and then a couple of weeks later, the media said, do you know how hard it is to find a great pass rusher? <laughs> yeah. That's well. the kind of moment I'm having right now. Like, oh, my God, you can't pitch a guy over 100 pitches. My God, if he went 120 pitches, his career's over. We have no proof of this, but we're, we've convinced everybody this is the deal. And it's like, um... Uh, and then all of a sudden, once once you pull guys so early and your bullpen burnt, the manager or their people come out and go, man, we sure, we sure need a lot more innings out of our starters. And you're like, um, <laughs> what? It, it, well, aren't, aren't we training these guys in the minor leagues to hardly throw? And now you're talking about starters? In, I mean, it's just like – it's like round – it's mind-blowing. It's really mind-blowing. Yeah, I, in truth, I, I got over it a, a few years ago when they were in that pennant race and they were pulling Montas and Manaya and they were throwing like 80, they'd thrown 80 pitches, you know, and they're, you know, they're just going to do it. But more, more troubling to me, Tony, that the starters have talent uh, but, and they're going to pull them out. But this bullpen, they've put almost no effort into putting this bullpen together. You know, when you look at the pen, you got your three lefties. You know, two of them are waiver claims. You know, no one wanted them. Uh, Sam Ball, who they've done a good job of developing, they traded for him off of Arizona. He wasn't even on the 40-man roster, so Arizona didn't want him. The right-handers, you have Acevedo, who was, you know, released by the Yankees. He was a minor league free agent you have you know jackson they've worked with him but he was a a minor league rule five you know jimenez was a guy who'd been released um who else you know fuji's kind of his own type of guy you know his own story but they're they're saying okay we're going to have quality starters and their starters have talent i mean those are you know frontline talented guys and we're going to back them up with a bunch of relievers that no one else even wants. You know, no one wants these guys. Uh, they should. They need to put a little effort into the, into the bullpen, don't you think? I just I look at the last two games, and you pulled Waldachuk. I didn't think you should pull Waldachuk, and you brought in Acevedo, and he got lit up, and you luckily came back and won the game, and then you take out Miller tonight to put in Love Lady, who immediately gives it up. I just I, I I it's it's hard to swallow. Like it's really like 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 Domingo Acevedo yeah. is a great example of guys you want to talk data. All right. We have seen a lot of guys who, who if they go out and pitch a a huge amount of appearances the year before, the next year they, they can't repeat that. So you had Domingo Acevedo go from ten appearances to 70 and then now he started the year he hasn't been as good he's already been hurt you bring him out bring him back he still hasn't pitched well i mean haven't finding guys to go year back to back to back years or back to back years in the bullpen it's hard to do it's hard to find it's hard to build a bullpen because they're so inconsistent and just yeah, certain guys, once they again, are. when you have a guy that you go, he had 65 appearances or this guy had 70 appearances, you go around and look, a lot of those guys that, that you really counted on and you kept going to over and over and over again, a lot of times the next year they're not going to be able to repeat their performance. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Bullpen they go up and down, but at some. Oh, and, some and by stage, the way, I mean, once again, like yeah. I just said, they don't have evidence that if if, if if a guy pitches a little bit more extra, he could be here. They don't have evidence why that happens. Like I could go and say, okay, guy threw seventy pitches last year, and he's not the same guy this year. Why? They can't give you data. They can't. They can tell you. They can tell you. Well, his pitches aren't as good, and they can tell you that. But but why did this human being? Why can't he perform the same? Why can't he do what he did last year? That was just got to think about it. In sports, it's so funny how we look at it. Like, well, that was last year. No, it was just yeah. actually a few months ago. <laughs> that was just last yeah. September. That wasn't like a full calendar year. I mean, you know, just, you know, X amount of months ago, this guy was getting people out. He was hell on wheels. Why is six months later, he's a different, it's like he's a completely different guy. It's only been half a year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then now, you know, and another one, Familia is another one. I mean, they just, he, he was released, you know, wasn't he released by Arizona this year? They brought him in. Um, I've always felt county the relievers like they go out there and they'll throw some throw the ball down the middle and they get guys out and they get some confidence and then they they continue on throwing the ball down the middle and some guys hit it out of the park and all of a sudden they start nibbling. You know, it, it it's a tough job, but I mean you can't have every single guy off of the scrap heap. You know, you gotta at least you have to have some talent if you're gonna be pulling your starters so early all the time. You know, I, I don't I, – if you don't spend any money, I guess, it makes it well, hard. Uh, to, co- coach, to, to it doesn't players. matter. Co- coach, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how much money you spend. you got teams right now that are going to be looking for starters, and there's not starters out there going to trade for. Like, when, when this trading – I mean, we got a long way to go, but as of right now – if you're a team that's looking for starting pitching and you're looking at who are the teams that are going to be trading, there's not a whole lot to trade for in arms. I mean, the pitching is just the, – the way pitching is going and how it's going in the future, man, how we're grooming it, how we're preparing it, it's scary. Thank you, Coach. The number 833-625-2278 will continue with your phone calls right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Is convenience a state of mind or a real thing? At Extra Mile, it's a real thing, and it's in everything they do. The stores are spacious, organized, clean, and well-lit, so you can get in quickly, get what you need, and keep going. It's just what you'd expect from a place serving up the hot and fresh food and snacks you love. So treat you right, and check out Extra Mile's fresh take on the convenience store experience. Extra Mile convenience stores at select Chevron and Texaco locations. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their easy-to-use website, Nest Bedding. 
nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. When Northern California businesses need some pop in their lineup, they call the bank rooted in the East Bay. Mechanics Bank. Since 1905, Mechanics Bank has been helping Bay Area and Northern California businesses find success and perform at the top of their game. See how they can make a difference in your business today. Call or stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Innovation is at the core of Cal State East Bay, like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students preserve genetic information from California's endangered plants, or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and the entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu forward slash impact. The pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head and over the wall. Do you believe that? You're listening to A's Cast. First pitch is swung on and hit it deep, hit a ton, hit way back to left, and that is in the upper deck. Bombs away for Shea Langoliers. My goodness, he hit that ball a long way. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. One ball and two strikes. And here's the pitch. And that swung on, drilled down the left field line, base hit, and the A's have taken the lead. Kemp is around third to score without a throw. Ruiz cruising in a second with a double. And the A's break up the shutout on a line drive down the left field line by Ruiz. And it's 1-0 A's in the bottom of the sixth. He just has a great knack. And this slider just kind of spun, backed up to the inner half of the plate. Was not in a good spot for Miller, but was in a great spot for Ruiz. Came into the game hitting 414 with runners in scoring position. And for a kid that's a rookie and you know so much about his game, you're learning, he stays confident. Highlight brought to you by Corona. Yeah. Esti. Esteuri Ruiz. Double and an RBI in the sixth. Man, we gotta do something about the little bunting though, right? Doesn't look comfortable laying down a bunt at at any point. But I like seeing the double, no doubt. Let him play every day out in center field, every day. You're coming to the ballpark, you're leading off, you're playing center field. You need a day off, we'll give you a day off. But you got to be out there as much as possible. Learn how to play at this level. Bitter Bill and Modesto, I bet you truly enjoyed the game tonight. Oh, it was a great game, Chris. Great game. I just don't understand why these guys are not pitching more innings, or more pitches. Back in 1982, listen to this. 82, the Oakland A's, Billy Baller, Rick Langford. You know how many complete games he had? 18. Steve McCaddy, 16. Mike Norris, 12. Matt Keogh, 10. 
Brian Kingdom three. Now you barely see three game complete games a year. And these guys didn't throw more than two hundred innings. Why? Because they threw strikes. They threw strikes. And how about in the nineteen seventies, the A's had a lot of complete games. They threw a lot of pitches. They go from 110, 120, 130 pitches a game. Did their arms fall off? No. Did the arms fall off in the 1980s? No. Did you see any Tommy John surgeries back in those days? No. So what are they scared of? I just don't understand this. Well, the A's didn't even have a complete game last year, and everybody was fine with that. <laughs> and like, will we finish? Yeah, I, yeah it's, it's a... Um... It's bizarre. It really, really is bizarre. The training of pitchers today, I'm telling you, they're, we, we see it. I think there's this correlation the way, same way golf is to where every single time a guy on the PGA Tour goes out to the range and he's got a track man behind him and he's trying to fire these balls and he wants the numbers. They're, they're hitting balls to numbers and we're seeing – injuries all the time to these guys now and it's to me it's like the same thing in, in baseball they're pitching to the radar gun they're pitching to these numbers and now they're getting you know before when you just pitched to the radar gun you were throwing as hard as you can but now what they're trying to do with with their breaking balls and they have spin rates and they have the you know they have these the, the these numbers that they try and get for your vertical and your horizontal things that they're trying to do so they're trying to always throw this pitch a certain way and we'll get into it with scott emerson tomorrow the pitching coach of the oakland athletics like the fact that you're always trying to throw a slider at a certain rate you're always trying to throw your cutter at this your slider at that your curveball at that your fat and you're doing it in the bullpen you're doing it out on the mound in the game it's just are you always trying to be at max effort? And if you're always at max effort, so that's why they rather have, but but here's the thing, and especially like the Rays, they're like, I want max effort, and as soon as you get hurt, I move you out and bring somebody back in. That's their philosophy. And I just wonder, you know, in baseball, it's like, I, I want your max effort for less amounts. We, though, say, wait a minute, why wouldn't you want a guy to go longer, to do it longer? They want max effort and less volume instead of a little less effort and more volume. Yeah, They don't true. care about volume is basically what I'm trying to say. They're not sitting here worried about how many starts. They're not sitting here worried about how many innings. That's not how, they're, that's not how they operate anymore in the front offices. Yeah, and I think there's just throwing too much doubt into these pitchers' heads. Okay, do this. I mean, this doesn't make sense. Um, doesn't make sense. Some team, some team's got to step and say, okay, we're going to allow guys go to 120, 130 pitches. And let the let the chips where they may fall. Some well, teams and, 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 and I, 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 I've said this too. When did hundred? When did one hundred become the number? Why did one hundred yeah. become the number? Why isn't 90? Why isn't it 105? Why isn't it 115? Why isn't it 85? Like, when did 100 become, oh, my God, panic. He's getting to 100 pitches. Panic, panic, panic. I, who came up with that number? And nobody has an answer. And what is the opportunity that Miller's going to have a chance to throw a no-hitter? He had a chance to throw a no-hitter. 
the kid could have made history. But no, after 100 pitches, the Gabba shows you've got to pull him. I, and you know what? I wish I, I – the, the data for what? I don't know where they get this data from. So, I mean, but, but the question is the data for what? It's not like you, this, it's not like this is game seven, do or die game. I mean, the data does not. The, 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 there's, I, I don't know what the, the. I say data, you say data. The data doesn't lie. The, I don't. I don't know what the date. Like the data. Like why does he have to be pulled? You're, you're six. You came into this game six and twenty three, to then have Love Lady give it up. And, and how come they didn't put Mullen? And Carson has no clue how to do a bullpen. I think Mo should be your eighth inning guy. I think Jackson should be your ninth inning guy. Familia should be bagging groceries somewhere. He should not be pitching. But that's when, when remember Tony LaRusa? Honeycut, Honeycut, Gene Nelson, and Dennis Eckersley. The seventh, eighth, and ninth inning guys. No matter what, if you're ahead, you saw these guys. Day in and day out. But no, we, sometimes we'll see Jackson in the fifth inning. Seventh inning, ninth inning. Sometimes we'll see more in the fourth inning, eighth inning. It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. I agree. You know what, Bitter? I'm agreeing with you tonight. Something's wrong. <laughs> well, what, what, the eighth got a, what, six wins? So, what, um, <laughs> how many more wins before you come to Modesto twice? Uh, not to, I, I mean, I might be buying a condo in Modesto and hanging out with you. <laughs> Sounds great, Chris. You have a great night. Thank you. You, you do too, my friend. You do you too. Let's pause for station identification right here on A's cast. A's cast streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960 KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. Greg in slow, you are on the A's Clubhouse show. Tony, what's cracking, brother? You guys getting rain up there? We're getting it down here. Uh, we had rain earlier today, and then while we were doing A's Cast Live on the field, you can go back and watch it on A- the A's YouTube channel. You'll see behind me, they had the grounds crew guys standing at the tarp at all times. Uh, during our show, because they there was there was rain in the area, it started to sprinkle a little bit. We lucked out for the show, and then once the game started early in the game, we had some we had some rain, but uh, not enough to stop the game. And then luckily, the rest of the game it went away. But it it was it was always it always felt like it was right around the corner. It could be nasty, and uh, luckily uh, that didn't happen. And we're supposed to. There's going to be some rain tomorrow, too. We're going to be potentially dodging some rain tomorrow. Yeah, we got it. We got it uh, forecast tomorrow. We had a little bit earlier, um, kind of more northern central coast. We got it. But down here in slow, it, it just kind of it just kind of drizzled a little bit on us. But, yeah, tomorrow we're supposed to get it. And a lot of the games here, high school games in the area are kind of. Well, uh, how about this? I'm checking in, the weather app right now. I'm checking the weather app on my iPhone right now. At 11 p.m. here in Oakland, it says, 100% rain. I'm watching them put the tarp. I'm like, me and the grounds crew guys are the only guys left here at the stadium. Uh, they're putting the tarp back on the field right now. So uh, here in the next, I don't know, could be in the next less than an hour, 
100% chance. You know what, you know what 100% means? <laughs> means don't trust the weatherman. <laughs> That's what that means. Yeah, what do you I don't got know. for I think me? Well, I, I, I got a, I got a couple things. Um, you know, two points that you know I kind of want to make, and then get your obviously get your take on. By the way, that that last time I called you before we uh, before we parted ways, my last call, I heard that cheap shot you threw at me, which uh, that won't won't go unnoticed. The only the only good story I ever told was a members only story. That that kind of that kind of hit home, Tony. I was kind of kind of bitter about that one. Well, you know, sometimes but you got to realize you, you got to be watching your back. You never know where the knives are coming from. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, uh, Elijah Cooks, wide receiver out of San Jose State, uh, got signed by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, didn't get drafted, but he did get signed. Good for him. You just yeah, got to get in the league, special. man. You just, you just got to get in the league, and once you get in, if you if you if you perform, doesn't matter where you get drafted. That's the thing about it too, especially once you get with a team in the in the NFL. If you if if you play well in the preseason, there's 31 other teams watching. Yeah, and he had a good he had a good combine. He he had a good senior bowl. I mean, I know you watched him last year. About a thousand yards, receiving ten touchdowns. Got yeah. good size. Ran a four forty. Not bad for a wideout. Going about six four. So I think Jad, the Jaguars is a good situation for him. Young up and coming team. Good coach. Good quarterback. So good we're quarterback. keeping our fingers crossed with you, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, he's a stud. Yeah. He's a stud. So first point I want to make is, and it kind of goes to what the theme of the night is with the whole pitching. Um, you know, younger players and parents, they're kind of fighting back because let me give you an example. One of my best friends, his son's a junior this year, and he's a stud. He's great shortstop speed. He leads the state of California in runs scored. He's got about 45 runs scored this year. He's top 10 in stolen bases. Um, does everything well. Great hitter. He's hitting about 400. He's only a junior. And he's already been offered by Long Beach State. He's also a great pitcher. Yeah, he's, he's, he throws about 88, 89. He's, again, he's only a junior, so he's just a kid. Got a whole senior year ahead of him next year. But I've talked to his dad specifically about pitching, and his dad's kind of let him make the decision on once, you know, what he wants to do moving forward. And he tells me that he sees you know, how these club teams are going, summer ball, travel teams, the USA program. And he, he kind of tells me just in private, I don't know if I want Drew pitching because – all they want to do is just throw, 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 and wear you out. And kind of like you said, who, like the Tampa Bay kind of attitude, who's the next guy up? Just throw as hard as you can. We'll bring you in. Obviously, there's outliers of that. There's starters, and there's, there's studs that you can kind of groom to be, you know, the next, you know, kind of, kind of big thing. Um, but, but, but parents and players themselves are kind of like, I don't know if I want to pitch. You know, and this is a kid that, again, the way the high school, the way his team kind of uses him is more of a closer. They'll bring him in the eighth and the ninth, and he just comes in and just shoves fastballs. But he's been a good starter. He was a good starter his freshman year and his sophomore year. But his dad's kind of like, you know, obviously I'm going to let my son make the decision, but I almost don't want him to be a pitcher because, you know, for a kid like that who's already been offered, the future ain't as bright. You know, if, you can, if you're a good shortstop, if you're a good hitter and you can play multiple positions and you can run, I mean, the kid's fast as lightning. So I think that's kind of the attitude with a lot of high school players. If, if they're good at a lot of things, pitching might not be on the table because, it might not be a way to get to a D1 scholarship or maybe a, a, a draft pick. You know, it's, it's one of those things where I don't want my kid just to be kind of used up like a receptacle and just kind of thrown away. So that's, that's a little kind of a take that I, I think is starting out at younger levels, um, something that I've seen. 
Uh, oh, they've been. Yeah, I it, it, from the standpoint of the best, you know, people who want to be in competitive environments at a young age and they want to win. If you're one of the best pitchers, they're going to pitch you a lot. Um, from a standpoint of you have a special arm, maybe wait a while before you go out and pitch and you can do other things. Uh, and then you get to pro ball. I mean, because you've got to realize there's some guys that throw a lot. You're the Friday guy, and the Friday guy is your ace in college baseball. Your Friday guy, right. he can not only throw on Fridays. There's other times he can come in. He's going to give you – he's going to have a workload. And then they're usually the guys that are your top picks, right? And, and all of a sudden, you go from throwing a lot, and this is the routine that you have, to then all of a sudden you stop throwing a lot. It's kind of it's 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 so weird that especially at the lower levels of the minor leagues, I mean, they're like, oh, this guy gets two innings, this guy gets three innings. I mean, it's like, I can't imagine. Like seriously, I can't imagine if my dream is to be a major league baseball starting pitcher, and I'm now in the minor leagues, and they're letting me only go two three innings. At some point, how do I not for myself question that going, how am I getting better by only throwing three innings? You know better than that because you are already a stud in college. You are already a stud in high school. You are a top pick. You know you're not getting better by just going out there and throwing three innings. And what it teaches you to be is just a total thrower. Like, I just come out, blow everybody away, go through the lineup one time, maybe one half times, and then I'm out. You're not learning how to pitch. You're not learning how to pitch against the best hitters. And and there's an art to facing. I was no good at it, but I can tell you there's an art to going through lineups multiple times and changing who you are as a pitcher when you go through a lineup multiple times. So you're not throwing the exact same you would, you know, in the first half, but you face a guy the first time, by the time you face him in the third or fourth time, you need to be different. You can't be predictable. That's called pitching. That's not throwing. That's pitching. And when you don't get to pitch, a lot of innings, you never learn how to do that. You just learn to go out there, max velocity, max spin, and you're turning guys into being throwers and not pitchers. No, I agree. It's, it doesn't seem like there's a real method to the madness. And you look at the kid that we just faced uh, in Cincinnati, and I, I remember watching him as he kind of came up, Hunter Green. He's, you know, L.A. kid. And, you know, there was a big debate what he was going to do because he was a great shortstop. He hit 480 with a bunch of home runs. And, I mean, he, had a, he has a special arm, but I remember there was a time where he was kind of like, you know, I want to play shortstop. I can run. I love to hit, you know, and he was almost like a, you know, I, I don't know if they could have made him into a Shohei Otani because Otani's such a unicorn. That's, that's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-generation kind of player. But it's kind of to that point that I think parents and high school kids are kind of, you know, fighting back a little bit. Like, you know what, maybe pitching isn't the way to go. If my kid can hit and, he can, and he's a good shortstop, good third baseman, he can run. You know, who cares if we can come in and close and, and, he, and he might have a future as a quote-unquote pitcher? Well, well, I think, but you, I think I realize, you, you have to realize, too, that back in the day, they encouraged everybody to play multiple sports. So, like for me, I was the quarterback of the football team. Then I'd play basketball. 
and now I'm not throwing at all. And then basketball ends, and now I go into baseball, and yes, I pitch, I play shortstop, this is what I do. So I wasn't throwing year-round. I wasn't playing baseball year-round. Then in the summertime, especially in high school, you would have, okay, now you're playing Palomino. You play Colt League or Palomino in baseball. And then you'd have the seven-on-seven tournaments. The high schools have the seven-on-seven throwing camps and tournaments against each other. So, but, but you're still not throwing. You're not, it's not a high volume. That has been part of the problem is that with travel ball and tournaments and showcases, kids are, tr- kids are not taking time off. They're throwing year-round, so you're throwing year-round. I'm getting back to what I was saying earlier. You're throwing at max velocity. You're trying to throw your curveball and your slider, whatever your pitches are, at their very best. Because you're, especially the travel ball kids and the showcase kids, because you're always being looked at by scouts and college scouts and evaluators. So you're always trying to be at your very, very best. You're not just going out to play a game to win. You're going out trying to impress people because you think your future is X, college scholarship, draft, signing bonus, getting to the big leagues. And you're constantly going full max effort on your body And I think we all know there's only so many people that can do that before your body starts breaking down, no matter what age you are. Yeah, Hunter Green had Tommy John really early. I mean, he had it like his his first year in in, in single A. I mean, he was was a Tommy John guy right out of high school. So, yeah, I mean, speaking of that, you know, my my, my buddy's kid, he's going on this Texas tour where he hits A&M for three games. He hits TCU for three games. He hits University of Texas. He hits Texas Tech. I mean, he's going on this Texas tour right after right after the you know about thirty days left in in, in school and, and the kids are out and he's on the road, man. He's he's playing in Texas and he's you know he he does the whole Arizona route. I mean, it's the, the travel ball. He, his dad tells me the travel ball. It's just it's a gauntlet, man. It's 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 a different it's a different era. And I'm with you. You got to play all sports. I think Kobe Bryant said that that was the way to go. Michael Jordan was big on playing all different sports. I think that's just you know. That builds a great athlete, which always translate well. Always translates well to to whatever sports you're playing. But, you know, baseball, basketball, football, whatever. If you're a great athlete, you know, scouts and coaches and you know the the experts like that. So, um, last thing I want to hit you up on, Tony, and, I, and I'll I'll get off the phone here is, um, you know, forget about the decision tonight. I would like to see Miller stay in, no doubt about it. He's at 100 pitches. You know, since when was that? You know, I don't understand why that's the benchmark to yank a guy. I mean, he's obviously dealing. He's got great stuff. You know, I would have liked to seen him go. On the other hand, I understand, you know, it's, it's not a big surprise. Kotze yanked him. He was at 100 pitches. That's, like you said, for some reason, that's just the number. Um, but my bigger question kind of going forward is, Townie, I know it's too early. We're only, you know, a, barely a year into, a year and a change into, into Kotze's kind of tenure here as an A's, as an A's manager. Te- you know, it's a, it's a terrible team. He's got nothing to work with. But what do we do three, four years from now if Kotze's putting up 55, 60, 65 wins a year? You know, what, 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 what are the A's, you know, at some point, when do we quit saying, oh, well, Kotze's got nothing to work with? Kotze's got nothing to work with. I mean, I guess my question to you is when, when, when do you see that, that, that question being posed? Is Kotze really cut out to be a big league manager? I mean, there's some stuff that he does that I don't like. You know, the, the, we're, we're still doing switches and batting righties versus lefties, and we got six wins, that sort of thing. But when it comes down to really managing, at what point is, is Kotze going to get graded on, okay, this guy's legit, he's our future, he's got something to work with. We can't just keep saying, oh, he's got you know, four A players to work with. 
At what point will that decision, you think, kind of, you know, become an issue? It's a fair question. Right now, I, I, I don't know how you judge somebody on what, you, on what he has. You know, last year is your first year as a manager, and essentially you're the, your first year as a manager, you're coming out of a lockout, a lockout that immediately after your team gets out of the lockout, traded all their best players. And then now you just had this hodgepodge, bully base, whatever you want to call it, team. That team had no chance. And then we knew going into this year, like you look at it, I mean, until a guy has talent, talent to compete against the other teams, I don't know how you judge them. I don't know how you evaluate them. I, I mean, I don't I, – I mean, I just – I mean – It'd be like a football coach. You don't give a guy a good quarterback and you don't give him a good offensive line. <laughs> and you're you're gonna wonder why they don't score points. I mean it's like <laughs> it's not fair. It's yeah, not fair, I mean it's not. Really. I mean I until I mean, because obviously we all like Kotze. There's no doubt about it. And being a good manager, I mean I mean the one thing that you can say for him right now is is that his team plays hard despite who they are, despite what they have, despite what their record is, they still show up and play hard. And that's a reflection on him. That's a good reflection. So when you talk about heat of the moment, game decisions, um, when the team is good and you're battling for the postseason, I mean, until, until he's got the horses to run the race, you can't judge that. Yeah, and I think uh, another thing that he has going against him, and again, we're, we're, we're years away from it, but we all know the pending decision and, and, and the, the kind of the, the concentration on Las Vegas. How does that factor in? I mean, you go into Kotze's, say, fourth year, he's four years deep into this thing, and he's averaging 60 wins a year. Maybe the team just says, you know what, we're out of here. We're going to Vegas. We just want to start over. And that's not really fair either because – Everybody knows, I mean, the A's aren't going to sign long-term contracts right now, whether it's Vegas or Howard Terminal. That's, that's where all the money is not focused on the players. So, you know, a, a pending move or a pending new stadium could also be like, you know what, we just want a clean slate, and thanks for your time. That, that's, you know, I mean, we, we close our eyes and kind of see who could be here in four years from now. I close my eyes and wonder if Kotze's going to be here in a few years. I mean, that's – and again, I mean, we, I, I'm we not don't know. We, 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 don't, we, we don't know – we don't. I mean that. I mean, we don't know anybody. Hell, I might not be here. I mean, no, <laughs> nothing's given, don't say right? That, County. Don't say that. I mean, you, you're, you're speculating on something that I right now in this organization, right now, and I can say this as an A's employee: no, no, nobody right now is guaranteed to be here in four years. Nobody. Not one person. That's County doesn't fact. have a long-term deal? No, no long-term deal for Chris Townsend? Four years? You said four years from now? No. The, the people who are making the decision on whether Katze is the manager or not, they have no guarantee they're going to be here in four years. So, I mean, it's You're like right. that. You, 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 it, it's very tough in professional sports to look four years ahead. You're, what, you're looking way far ahead. 
Well, my sources told me that Chris Townsend had the Fernando Tatis type deal, the 10 years, 200 million. That's what I thought you were inked up to. So, oh, my, well, my gosh. Can you imagine the Nando, con- the Nando contract? I can be the biggest train wreck behind the scenes and everything's cool. Yeah, I want that deal. I, I, want, I want that contract. But that, but that is, I understand what you're saying, and, but it's kind of like it, it's, it's a question that no one can answer. But there are you know, things. Well, yeah. There are things that you can say. Okay, well now wait a minute. Like Bob Guerin, Bob Guerin's players didn't respect him. Bob Guerin's players didn't believe in him, and people started to know it. So there are things like if you want to know if Katze is a leader and a, a leader worth keeping around, you'll just start to. I mean, you're you're going to win with players. You don't have players, you're not going to win. But You'll just how do the people react to him? How do they respect him? Because there wasn't a whole lot of respect for Bob Guerin. And and at the very end, as close as he and Billy Bean are, Billy Bean had to make the call and had to move on. Yeah. I mean, Kotze was a great player and was a hard-nosed player that I think, you know, I think everyone liked being around Mark Kotze in the locker room. So I think that bodes well for me, even if it doesn't work well, out. Well, I'll tell you what, Mark, 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 Kotze, get a job somewhere. Mark Kotze has respect of, from everybody. See, that's the thing. I mean, right. I, I, I wish you could be around it, that he is someone that whether, like you said, whether he was a player, whether he was a coach, now is a manager, Mark Kotze has respect from everyone. So that, that, that's like, it's like no, no one in baseball right now, no one who's got any, any true thought process is going to sit here and say, well, Mark Kotze's not winning as a manager. Everybody knows the circumstances. It, it's just, it's a tough situation. But, you know, as long, you know, he's got the respect. And his players are playing hard. So you want to know how do you judge, you know, you judge on how – look how his team played at the end of last year. They were playing hard. If you're going to show up and you're going to play for him, he's going to demand that you play hard. Four years from now, hell, who, hell, you never know. Someone may come in, hire him away. Hell, he may say, I'm out of here. I mean, we, we you can't say four years from now on anybody. Yeah, I think no matter what with Kotze, like you said, he's he's got the respect around the league, so – you know, even if things weren't, you know, again, two years from now, you look at his, you know, two years from now, he'll be a, a manager for four years. And if he's, averaging, if he's averaging 55, 60, 65 wins a year, I mean, the A's have every right to be like, you know what, it's just we're going clean slate, whatever the situation is with the stadium, blah, 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 blah. But it's probably safe to say that Cosby's But, but, but I, I would ask and, you this. I would ask you this. How could the person making that decision not look at themselves in the mirror then? Well, I'm sure it would, he would just keep you just keep pointing to the top. You know, the, the one hand washes Cause, the cause, other. Because be... if you, if you sit here and you say four years from now, or, or two, two years I from now, two. all right, so that's four years in. You go, well, hey man, they're only winning X amount. Whoever would be making that decision is the person that built these teams, right? So you'd have to look yourself in the mirror. I mean, you'd have to look yourself in the mirror too. Right? You just couldn't say, well, you know, it's on this guy and I got nothing to do with it. You, that's I, To me right now, 
the very good dynamic is is that David Forrest and Mark Kotze are in this together. They understand. They understand the deal. They know what they 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 know what cards they've been dealt, and everybody in baseball knows the cards they've been dealt. And it's not like David Forrest got stupid overnight. David Force has been a part of this organization and all these winning teams. He knows. Not like David Force all of a sudden doesn't know how to be a GM. It's just they've been dealt cards. And like myself, they're the same way. You're all employees and you're, you know, you just, you're not going to, you know, we're all lower level employees at the end of the day. So you're not going to rip the, 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 the bosses. So, I mean, it's like you just, you got to wear it. You gotta wear it. That's well, part see, of the job. You see, you see it a lot more in the NFL, and there's been coaches that have been fired in, in that sport. Where I kind of shake my head and go, "What?" Like the guy never really had a had a quarterback, or he never had a good offensive line. So, but the way it works is like that's just how it works. Sometimes you you, you cut the head off, and you know guys get canned just because of just because of wins and losses. That's just that's just the way the, the kind of the business works sometimes. So it'd be unfortunate if it happened to a guy like Kotze because, like you said, he never really got a he never really got a fair shake, you know, because of the hand he was dealt. But, you know, I think two years in, you know, another two years from now, it'll be four years into this thing. It's it's going to be interesting to kind of see where we're at. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see where the team's playing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously, what are we talking about? I don't even, if you said, where are we playing in two years? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what state. Uh, I mean, I could be in this exact in two years. I could be in this exact same spot, the A's calf's booth, or I could be in a different state. I mean, there's so much unknown that it's just it's. I, I don't know how much it's it's worth really talking about. You've done this for a long time, Tony. You got to admit this is the most unique situation, odd situation. I mean, I was talking about it last year that it's just this isn't the same kind of burn down as, as the burn downs in 14, the burn downs in, you know, 2006. I mean, this burn down with everything pending is just, it had just had a different feel to it. It just, it, it's just different. And for, for a lot of reasons, that being one of them is like, you know, where are we going to be at in six months? I mean, it's like, again, you've been doing this a long time. Is, has, there ever, has there ever been anything that you've even heard of like this? From the from exactly what like the whole everything stadium state oh yeah know. I yeah I, I mean, did this with the Raiders I did this I did this, I've already done this this is my second go around it's like funny it's like see Greg I think you've got to realize that there's a lot of people that are A's fans who are 49er fans because they grew up and the Raiders were in Los Angeles, so they grew up 49er fans. So right, when the Raiders right. were going through all of this, they didn't care. And then now all of a sudden, this is happening to the A's, and they act like, I cannot believe this is going on. And then us people that did this with the Raiders are like, you can't believe this is going on? This is like the exact same thing that happened already not a few years ago. So it's like they're well, like, oh, my baseball. God. Huh? Have you ever have you ever seen something like this in baseball? I mean, I know, I know you've seen it in football and a, and a little bit so much with the Warriors, a little bit, not not really the same. But in baseball, I know we try to we compare things to Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay is the best team in baseball. It's not like they're burning well, it down. Uh, so, Houston, 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 basically 
did not want to win at the big league level. And they tried everything they could to not win at the big league level. They did, they did not want Bo Porter to be successful. They were tanking, and they didn't care if you knew it. They didn't want to give their big league club any, any support. Uh, you now see Bo Porter uh, on MLB Network. Uh, I think he still does TV for the Washington Nationals. And we asked him about it on Ace Cast Live when we had him on. How tough was that when you knew, when you knew the front office didn't want you to win? Now, because that's different. Because right now, there's only so much the A's front office can do to help this team because of just where it's at. But David Forrest doesn't want the team to lose. Jeffrey Luna wanted the Astros to lose. He wanted them to lose. He didn't want them to win. The front office wanted the first pick. They just had to put bodies out there. They didn't want to win. So have we seen this before? Yeah, but we've seen it from a more, this is more, this is financial versus sinister. The Astros thing was sinister. Well, the Astros weren't pending a move, though, either. Were they? I mean, they weren't. there was never rumors the Astros were going to leave Houston, was there? No, that's, well, yeah, the move's a different part of it. But you're talking about roster and how it's built and everything. Yeah, have we seen this before? Oh, my God. Seen it with the Astros. Just saw it with the Orioles. Well, the just, Orioles burnt it down. I meant the whole thing, just just a pending move, a burn down, you know, leaving the state. I, I meant just the whole kid caboodle. I, I, I can't think of any baseball team that's ever gone through this. I don't know what Montreal went through. You know, when the Expos left town, but I just I can't remember any time where a team was so good with you know bright stars like a Chapman, like a Murphy, like an Olson, and then you know basically a playoff team a few years in a row, and then just completely burned down to the ground, and then all of a sudden Las Vegas is in the mix, you know, another state. I just can't remember a baseball team, a club in my forty years of watching baseball that's ever gone through anything like this. I mean, they're not. I mean, the trying to find something that that's apples to apples. Every situation's different, but you know, I don't know. I'd really have to think about it. I mean, but it's really tough. But it's not as the the, the more you dig into the Houston thing, that was just that was that was sad, and that was really um, diabolical. Was a good word, a good way to put it. When you followed the Giants, when they were going to leave and go to St. Petersburg, did they burn it down? Were they, were they burning it down those last couple of years before, you know, the mayor stepped in and kind of made it happen for them to stay in the Bay? Well, what happened was, was that they were going, they tried to get two different votes in San Jose. That didn't work. And then they were going to St. Petersburg. Um, and that, that was, yeah, they didn't burn it down like, like this, or they didn't, dismantle it like they did this um and then peter mcgowan stepped in safeway and his group and they bought the team and saved it but yeah it was definitely different all right i gotta go i I can't sit here and talk to you all night long get out of here coming up next we're gonna take a look at the scoreboard a tough loss for the a's two to one to seattle we'll get you ready for tomorrow's action and update you on the scoreboard next right here on the a's clubhouse show Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services. 
specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. If you're looking for a great place to eat and watch games, go see our friends at the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. The Chicken Pie Shop is one of the hottest restaurants in Walnut Creek. You're not going to find a better menu and come try their world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 86 years. Spacious indoor and outdoor dining, perfect for your next private party or corporate event. Don't forget free parking. For more information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. Innovation is at the core of Cal State East Bay, like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students preserve genetic information from California's endangered plants, or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and the entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu forward slash impact. Ace fans need Friday night plans? Well, we got you covered. Get four tickets and parking for any Friday night game starting at just $49 with the Friday four-pack presented by Chevrolet. Save big and enjoy great matchups, post-game fireworks and drone shows, giveaways, and more this 2023 season. And he drills one to right, way back and no doubt, and that quickly the A's have taken the lead, second deck. Friday night tickets are available at athletics.com slash value. That's athletics.com slash value. You. The doctor will see you now. But do they really? Do they see you as a mother who's a daughter and a caregiver? Fearless but sometimes fearful? A health nut with a French fry habit? An O-positive geologist named Patty who's here today for a melanoma exam? At Kaiser Permanente, we believe the only way to care for all of you is by seeing all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. Hit a home run with a low-rate personal loan from First United Credit Union. Their personal loans feature rates as low as 7.99% APR, and you can use the funds however you want. Plus, you could earn $100 when you apply and open a loan of promo code ATHLETICS. For more information or to apply, visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics or stop by a local branch today. Chevron with Tecron has unbeatable engine cleaning power, and it gives you unbeatable mileage for all kinds of unbeatable destinations, like time in the sun at the beach, or time in the sun riding roller coasters, or a day in the sun hiking mountains. Well, probably just one mountain would be enough for a day, but hiking a mountain is still an unbeatable choice for how to spend time. Download the Chevron app now to get unbeatable mileage at locations near you. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their easy-to-use website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland, and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep.
Hey, A's fans, you know that running your own business is a slugfest every day. That's why businesses have been counting on Mechanics Bank since 1905. From operating lines of credit to equipment and real estate loans, they can help build your lineup to meet today's challenges and prepare for tomorrow's opportunities. Stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com today. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. All loans subject to program eligibility and credit approval life is uncertain it's okay to feel stressed anxious worried or frustrated it's normal with cal hope's free and secure mental health resources it's easy to get the help you and your loved ones need when you need it the most call our warm line at 833-317-4673 or live chat at calhope.org today. 2-2 count. Fuji comes set, now ready, and delivers the fish to Cal Raleigh. And Raleigh swings and misses. Got him a fastball away at 98. This is A's Clubhouse. All right, let's quickly hear from the manager of your Oakland Athletics, Mark Kotze. Um, first of all, what are all the, the factors that you weigh in, in deciding to, to take Mason out after the seventh there? I think the biggest factor is his future. The second thing is the fact that he hasn't had a game where he's pitched over five innings. Uh, the third one would be he's thrown 28 minor league innings, um, and his future is way more important than, than one game. Uh, this kid uh, gave everything he had tonight. At 100 pitches, he's not going to finish the game. I'm not going to let him go 120 or 130. Um, and at 100, with being the most pitches he's thrown for us, or I think all year, or probably in the last four years, um, you know, I, th- I just was confident that it was the right time to take that kid out of the game. What stood out to you about the way that he pitched today? Oh, I thought he did a great job. You know, the walks, the four walks, you know, mixed in. Um, two to Raleigh, uh, but six strikeouts. You know, he, he did a good job of going after hitters, attacking hitters. Um, and, uh, you know, it's all you can ask from a starter is to give you the length and get into the seventh inning and be pitched seven and did a great job. Obviously they had a lefty leading off the eighth, but then the, uh, um, the two right-handers, I think, after that. Uh, what made Lovelady the guy to go to? Well, with, with Love, uh, the matchups were good. Um, I know they were left-right, but his sinker usually plays down in the zone for ground balls. Um, you know, Jackson unavailable tonight. Acevedo's pitched, you know, three out of four. Um, you know, familiar the same. And, uh, you know, the landing spot for Fuji, in my opinion, just wasn't right. It's uh, He hasn't pitched in an up game. Uh, and in that situation, you uh, you know, you go with the guys that have been in that in that. Uh, situation before and uh, had confidence and love getting through that inning and unfortunately we just couldn't get it done did it feel like kind of a continuation from his start in anaheim i mean he had that first inning and then i think he retired 10 of 11, or 9 of 10 something like that did it feel like he kind of carried it over from last time yeah yeah miller definitely built off the last game uh, against anaheim in, in the last four innings when he came off the mound uh, you could tell there was a confidence about him you could tell there was a calmness um and i think that carried over in tonight's start for sure what do you think of uh, Bryce Miller on the other side? Yeah, pretty impressive. Um, I know we talked about him um, in pregame and all asked about him. Um, he definitely came out and made a statement uh, with the 10 strikeouts uh, and no walks. So his fastball seemed to, to have some life to it. It got on our guys. And uh, breaking ball is good enough to, to keep them off balance. So um, you know, he came right after us and uh, did a great job. 
Yeah, that last inning by Fuji is the most important situation as a reliever he has faced with the Athletics. What do you think about this one, two, three in the nine inning with a one-run game? Yeah, no, he did a nice job. Uh, you know, it's down down one, um, you know, and came in and, and gave us a chance to, to uh, you know, go out in the ninth and, and tie a game. Miller's only made three starts for you guys so far, but what have you seen from his progression from that first start to now? Yeah, I think, you know, he's mixing his pitches. I think that first start he came out, uh, and even in the first start, or the first inning of Anaheim, there was there was more fastball usage. I think tonight you saw the cutter coming to play a lot more. Uh, you saw the slider uh, mixed in. So uh, that's the maturation process we're looking for from a young starter, uh, not just relying on on the plus fastball, but uh, you know making pitches, keeping hitters off balance. And uh, I think that's what we've seen in, in these last uh, last two, especially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've watched that situation a lot with guys that are, um, you know, going into the seventh or eighth inning, and managers have to make a decision on, on whether they're you know, going to risk health or go after a no hitter. And uh, Mason and I both talked, and, and Mason completely understood uh, his situation in terms of trying to finish a game. Um, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, it, it's difficult. Obviously, you want someone to be able to accomplish something um, that's rare in the game. Uh, but at the same time, you have to balance what's best for our future. So. Oh, hold 100, on. 100 pitches, 54 strikes. That's not a good ratio, but they still almost never threaten. What does that say about the stuff that he has out there? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, like you said, 54 strikes out of 100 pitches. Uh, it just means he's making the pitch when he has to, and really he did all night. You know, he had some three-two counts. He executed some pitches. Uh, I thought that maybe the best inning was the last inning in the seventh. So, Mark Kotze, the manager of your Oakland Athletics. All righty, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. And it's brought to you by Mechanics Bank. Just want to let you know, thank God this game ended early because it is pouring rain right now here at the Coliseum. Tarps are on the field, and yeah, if this would have been a late one, I'm not sure we would have got it in. As we said, 100% rain by 11 o'clock. Well, it's before 11 o'clock. The wind is absolutely howling, and it is just Dumping rain. It was the L.A. Dodgers over the Philadelphia Phillies, 13-1. to Mookie Betts was three for four at three RBIs. Freddie Freeman, two for five. He went deep his fifth on the year. And I'm just going to go down the line the way it is on the computer. It was the Orioles on top of the Royals, 11-7. to Angels beat the Cardinals, Five to one. Patrick Sandoval now three and one on the year. Rangers six. The Diamondbacks four. Let me just check the box score here and see what we got with the Texas Rangers, who continue to be in first place. Marcus Simeon three for two. Who did the big uh, Duran had a home run in that one. That's number three for him. And it was the Giants shutting out the Astros two to zip. Rockies on top of the Brewers, 3-1. to one. Reds beat the Padres, 2-1. to one. 
And it was the Braves shutting out the Marlins six zip. Ozzie Albies two for four, a dinger in that one. Hey, the matchup of the best team in the National League and the best team in the American League goes to round one, goes to the Rays. Four to one. By the way, the Rays, a little fun stat. When they score first, they're 20 and 0 this year. 20 and 0. Pretty good, right? And it was the Nationals over the Cubs, 4 to 1. Yankees beat the Guardians, 4 to 2. Garrett Cole goes six innings, two earned run, eight strikeouts for all you fantasy players out there. White Sox, three. The Twins, two. And it was the Red Sox and the Blue Jays, seven to six. These games in the East, always so interesting because they are battling each other in the East. But they're not going to play that. They're not going to play each other that many times. The East, really, really good. A postponed Mets at the Tigers. What's on deck presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Learn more at ashbylumber.com. A's cast live tomorrow at 4 o'clock. We are going to have Scott Emerson, Stephen Vogt, Jan, uh, Drew Ruzinski. Pack show tomorrow, athletics.com slash A's cast or watch it on the A's YouTube channel, Facebook page, or Twitter at athleticscast24. At 4 o'clock, A's Cast Live. 6 o'clock, we'll have A's Total Access. And then at 6.40, we will have first pitch, game two of the three-game set between the Mariners and the Athletics. Game one of the season goes to the Mariners 2-1. to You've been listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. We'll see everybody tomorrow at 4 o'clock for A's Cast Live. Have a great night, and thank you for listening to A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. 